I just have to remember like everything happens for a reason, you know, whether that is a failure or a success or whatever it is, everything happens for a reason and always lead you into the direction that you're meant to go in. What's up guys, I'm Austin. I'm Colin. And I'm Sean. Welcome to the Three Cheese Podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Three Cheese Podcast. We're taking a deep dive with entrepreneurs into the bold and risky leaps of faith that were pivotal on their journeys to where they are today. Today's guest is Rachel Deeb, the multifaceted artist who turned her passions into a career from tour photography, graphic design, fashion, music videos, mural paintings, and so much more. In this episode, you'll hear about how she broke into each of those specific markets, the importance of not spreading yourself too thin, and how she learned the most valuable skill of when to say no. Please rate, review, and subscribe and enjoy this episode of the 3 Cheese Podcast. All right, Rachel, tell us a little bit about kind of who you are and just kind of give us a, a basic description of kind of your, your business journey or entrepreneurial journey. Okay. My name is Rachel and I am a photographer, videographer, mural artist, and creative director in Nashville. Have you always been that or like, did Absolutely you start not. off doing something else? <laughs> Where did this kind of passion to get into all that start? Okay. So when I came to Nashville, I was a graphic designer. That's what I studied in college. That's where, that's what I thought I wanted to be. And then I got fired from my first job, which allowed me to step into the photography world. And I didn't know I was good at it. You're killing so it. I was good at it. Uh, Rachel's worked with Car- the names of Carly Pierce, mm-hmm. uh, Maren Morris, correct? Yes. Um, several Billie others. Billy have you really? I have. That's, you got to throw that one in there. You don't did. Awesome. All right, no, no, no. Let's hear it from you. Who have you worked with? Like, okay. like name, name, name. What the are clients. your What are your top five? My yeah, top five yeah. are Billie Eilish, Brett Eldridge, Marin Morris, Carly Pierce, and Chris Lane. Okay. Awesome. Cool guy. You've worked with them under the capacity of what? The creative photo? Because I also saw something about this denim line. Like what? 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 What businesses? Situation. Yeah. So. So for all of them, I've been on tour with, and it was actually funny when I first met Billie. I didn't. Like, I didn't really vibe with her. So they asked me to go on tour, and I said no. And I didn't know who she was. And now I'm like, dang it. Wow. <laughs> dang it. You're telling, me, you're telling me you got asked to go on tour with Billie Eilish, and you and said, said no. Eh. <laughs> I was like, eh, net. Wow. That's all right. She's wow. not, like, she's the not, biggest. Like, she's close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one knows her. Uh, right. I wouldn't, my work wouldn't go anywhere. All right. Well, let's focus on this. So you tell me about this first business that you started at and then getting fired. Like, tell me about that circumstance. Okay. So I was an intern in Nashville as a graphic designer, loved Nashville, moved here for that job and didn't get that job. They were like, come, let me know when you're back and we'll set you up. And I was like, okay, I'm back. And they're like, we're booked. Like, (laughs) we can't. I was like, okay, no problem. (laughs) Try back in a year. Um, So anyways, I started working for this really small company in Gallatin and everyone there was probably over the age of 45, maybe maybe over the age of 50 yeah. and I was doing graphic design and making pamphlets for fundraisers that they take to schools. What was right. this company so called? Random. What was it called? Little Lambs. I literally I also made Little cookies. Lambs. Like part of my job, I made cookies. Oh, this I th- is so weird. Did you make so lamb cookies? No, like I, like I had to make cookies in the back room and then they deliver my pamphlets and the cookies together. So you're basically in I'm Photoshop, basically ba- InDesign, and then running over, whipping up some cookies. Some yeah, lookies. I'm not, you guys, I'm not even joking. It was like that. Like, Wait. I had to do all these edits and then go in the back room and make, <laughs> make cookies. 
I don't really talk about this often. That's no, good that's stuff. perfect. That's what I'm trying to get. Okay, so so you moved to Nashville for your dream job. Yes. And you end up making pamphlets and cookies. Yep. Okay. All right. So you're sitting here. Tell me where your headspace is at when you're like, okay, I finished my pamphlet. Like, let me whip up this flower and get these cookies in. Like. Tell yeah. me, like, where's your headspace? Are you happy? Honestly, Are you like, this is kind no. of awesome? I was so miserable, but I was getting paid so much. I bought a brand new car. I was paying off. I, I did all the steps to buy a car myself, and I was really proud to call my dad and be like, hey, I just bought a car. You don't have to worry. I'm paying it off myself. And then a month later, I got fired. <gasps> Tell me about that circumstance. So you, yeah. you, you're just, have you decided at this point you're going to stay making pamphlets and the cookies because of the money? Um, I thought, I don't know. I didn't know what a normal job looked like. So I was like, oh, maybe this is it. And like, at, in the meantime, though, I was um, doing interviews for art directors and graphic okay. designers at ad agencies. Okay. So I'd like fake being sick and like go to an interview and then show up the next day perfectly. You, you would go. You, wonder you, why I got fired. So you're, <laughs> so you're, you're interviewing. You're interviewing. I'm interviewing. At, yeah. While you're baking while cookies. While I'm baking cookies, I'm like setting up gotcha. my interviews. All right. And then you get fired. Tell me about that moment, how you felt. In Especially that signing up for a brand new car payment and you're super proud and you so tell bad. your dad and then you go, oh, I got fired. Yeah. So um, so I remember they told me they literally just said I don't fit in. They're like, you don't fit in here. And I was like, you're right. I don't because I'm literally 21 years old and cool. And you guys are like, I don't know what's happening. They like wouldn't let us have like Halloween parties. I was like, maybe I'm brought here to. Spice it up a little bit. Nope. It's like that Rachel. So you try. Yeah, I try. I was like, I'm going to give it a chance. Like, I'm going to spice it up in here. No one. Nothing. Not, no one was about it. So they said I don't belong there. And they're like, you belong in an ad agency downtown. And I was like, you're right. But I was so mortified to call my dad. Because my dad is like the one person in my life that's like set me up for success. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember I sat in my closet in my apartment and was just bawling my eyes out and I called my dad and I remember telling myself, I'll never allow myself to feel this way again. Mm. And I'll never, I'll I'll always push myself, I'll always like keep going and I'll never feel this type of failure again starting now. So you felt pretty low in that moment. Like that was like, so I mean to me that makes me, you know, think like your dad, like his perception of you and like how you're, you know, basically becoming a product of what he taught you to be. Like, you feel like this moment where you go, oh, man, this isn't lining Tell up. Tell me about your dad. Yeah. Oh, my dad's so scary. Yeah. He's, so scary. He's British. All right. <laughs> when, yeah. he, when a British man yells at you, you don't even know if you're right or wrong because you're wrong. Rachel. You're wrong. No matter what. Rachel, you did something very wrong. <laughs> that sounds like, that does not sound British at all. That was like Australian. Rachel, you are in big trouble. <laughs> Put another shrimp on the barbie. That is, right, that's that Australian. is Australian I, I for know, sure. I know, that's sure. why. All right, so, but. You're t- did your dad inspire you though? Like, like, is there somebody kind of like in your past that inspired you to kind of just yeah. start start this road of pursuing? So my dad was a professional soccer player and came to America with thousand dollars, a backpack, and a soccer ball. And so, and he's built this whole empire for himself. And he's always told me that no matter what I do, I'll never fail in his eyes. And he'll always like, I need to take all the risks that I could take, and he'll always be there. So he's like, no matter what, like, do what you need to do, but I'll always be there when when you feel like you're falling, like I'm yeah. there to help you. But I never like wanted to get there cause right. I would like my pride and I want to like shoot for the stars and like stay up there. Well, that's, the that's kind of awesome. That's actually pretty rare to have a family is, member yeah. that is going to push you like that and say, Hey, take as many risks for as sure. you can take because mm-hmm. we, you know, we've experienced some flip sides of that where it's like, Hey, just go get the normal job. Just go 
be comfortable. Yeah, be safe. Go, go make money. Be safe. And so that's interesting that you had that push to be radical. To yeah. And, and kind of you're a product of it, right? Like kind of what you're doing now. So that's that's really interesting. All right. So you're back in your room, bawling <laughs> in your closet. You call your dad and tell me about that conversation. Okay. I told him, um, I said, you know, that car that I just bought, I'm going to need some help. <laughs> and I was bawling my eyes out crying and he told me to get up. And he, I was like, I'll, I'll look for another job tomorrow, like freaking out. And he was like, no, he's, he said, don't take a job unless you're a hundred percent with it. Like he was like, I don't want you to do the same thing. Like you weren't happy in this job. So like, don't take another one unless you're going to be really happy. Wow. But I couldn't, I couldn't like knowing that my dad, my dad was going to be supporting me during that time. I didn't like that. So I started working for title boxing club. So I was like, Oh, maybe I'll get fit. Um, looking <laughs> for a job. Okay. So I started working for them. Which that's funny because we we had an experience with you there. Yeah. I also did. filmed that episode. Yeah. Yes. I still work for Title. Oh, cool. So I don't work with them full time like I used to, but I do photo and video for them. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So you tell yourself in this moment, I never want to feel this feeling of failure. failure. And did you feel? Did you feel like you failed yourself? Did you feel like you failed your family? Who did you? Feel? Yeah. I feel like I failed myself for sure, and I feel like I definitely failed my dad. And, I, yeah, so that feeling like you failed yourself, I feel like, you know, we can get through that. But, like, feeling that you failed someone else right. who's helped you and supported you your whole life, that's, like, a whole nother feeling that, that sucks. What I think is really interesting about that, though, is that it sounds like your dad has continually reassured you that he's there. Yeah, and I'm like, but like nope, nope. But, it's like, but, but because of the type of person he's cultivating you to become, like that moment actually comes and it's like you almost begin to doubt mm-hmm. what he was saying. But what you got what you got to see was when you got vulnerable and went to him and said it, like he reassured you. He put like uh shoe leather to the ground of the words that he spoke in your life. He he actually showed you he was there for you no matter what. Yeah. And then allowed you to continue to move forward. And it's like that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good one. <laughs> So I need to connect something really quick okay. before we move too much further forward because you started off as a graphic designer and then baking cookies. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you go over to Title Box and you're kind of like trying to get your stuff back together. At what point in that transition did you start getting into photography? Like where did that connection happen? Okay. So while I was at Title, they needed someone to handle their social media. And I was following this blogger and I was telling my dad how I was kind of interested in the camera situation and I, the blogger had some random, like not good camera, but I was like, this looks nice. And he got it for me. My dad bought it for me. And he's like, Oh, you're interested in photography here. Let me get you a camera and bought me a camera like ASAP. So I started testing it at title boxing and shooting our members. And then our members would hire me outside of the gym to shoot for them. And that's like kind of how it all started. That's cool. With no training, you just start no like picking it like, up and figuring it out. I know I push this button and it clicks. <laughs> so, so you really did. You, pick, you picked up a camera and you were like, yeah. <laughs> and you just, you just watched, what, YouTube videos YouTube or things? YouTube videos. And- I had a few. I mean, I definitely had a lot, a lot of people yeah. help me and understand. But the far as far as, like, basic photography, mm-hmm. yeah, I had no idea what I was doing. I, was well, that, like, I think that means that you were kind of born with at least, like, the eye of what looks good, you yeah. know? But, and, like, the technical stuff, anybody can learn that. But I think it right. still takes... And you know, I don't an even know the technical and, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like we so like to say that we're, you know, we are still trying to figure things out, how are. to use these cameras. But I think, yeah. you know, the more importantly is just your vision and what you see. 
mm-hmm. artistically. Yeah, which I agree. Comes naturally. I agree. So, so you have no traditional training in photos, but you start doing photos. You start selling memberships. Am I wrong to think that you're also drawing murals or creating murals, okay. or is that not yet in the <laughs> no, story? No, that, 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 yes. Okay, so I worked for Tidal Boxing for probably, at the time, I probably worked for there for like a year. Um, and I was like, working the front desk, doing all their marketing, doing all their social media, dabbling in photo, kind of dabbling in video. And, I mean, this guy. Do you know Evan? I know Evan. I know Evan. Yeah. Edgar Evan. He's, a, he's one of the nicest guys ever. The nicest guy. Um, he kind of puts me under his wing and starts helping me meet people. And I remember my very first uh, music video. Um, I was doing behind the scenes on this music video that Evan brought me on. And then a year later... This, uh, that artist hired me to shoot her like single cover nice. and I was like just doing behind the scenes for free But Evan is the one who told me I should make a mural and I was like, that's crazy Like I I don't know how to do that. Like I literally know nothing about doing a mural, but sure So we stuck into this abandoned um, warehouse I spent about eight hours painting a mural and then I went to title like that day to work my shift and I'd paint all over me and all this stuff <laughs> but I'll never forget the feeling when I stepped back and I looked at this mural, I like think I cried because it was so freaking cool and good. And I thought to myself at that moment, like I'm so much better than I think I am. And so I quit title the next week. Wow. Is this the mural? Yes. The wolf mural. Yeah. Let me see. The infamous wolf mural. That's freaking awesome. Dude, that is awesome. I don't think it exists anymore. Yeah. No, I don't think so either. I know. A lot of my murals honestly don't exist. Unfortunately, a lot of them back from that time period, I feel like have kind of, for the most part, been covered up. Yeah. It's crazy. That's great. So, <laughs> okay. So you, you dabble in photos. This guy takes you under your, his wing. You're at title boxing. He says, make a mural. You make a mural. And then you quit. Yeah. Two. Okay. So I told, I told title. Okay. I, I didn't like quit, quit. First, first I, okay. Right before that, I started working at 5 a.m. at Title to 1 so that I can do freelance after that. And my dad the whole time was like, quit, be your own boss. My boss at Title was like, if you don't quit, I'm going to fire you because you're so much better than this. <laughs> and I was like, I love being in the front desk. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then, but after the mural, I was like, okay, you're right. I'm going to take the step. And I told Title, like, how about we make a deal? Like, I'll shoot for you once a month and you guys pay me on retainer so that I at least have this set. 500 bucks a month like right. set aside and can you know work on my other clients and I did and my dad was really like just do it you you gotta take those risks and always be here if you fail so was that like a leap of I mean was that like that was definitely my leap of faith yeah that that moment yeah I think it's cool that people along the way were like no Rachel like you don't belong here like this is I know you have such like, a bigger, you don't belong here that's I'm like great. why and that's awesome though you had people pushing you along the way because sometimes mm. people try to like hold on to people that they you know, yeah. like having around. I wonder that's... if anyone from Little Lambs follows me on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, how's her bacon They're like, doing? Man, I miss those cookies. They're like, I miss those cookies. Rachel, you'll never be better than pamphlets and cookies. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like the way that you're you're acting is like you almost needed these people to give you that dose of like yeah. you're better. Like you needed uh, Evan to say, no, come make them your old. You needed your title person to say, get out of here. You needed your dad to say, be your own boss like so was there some insecurity like yeah, i know people are because yeah. i know all the so time in, today we, i'm so insecure about it right like still oh yeah i'm like i'm an imposter everyone every creative yeah. is like that though they don't think they're good enough yeah right 
So. We deal with that all the time. It's yeah. like, dude, you guys are you guys are killing it, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, you're like totally, I, totally. Uh, yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, and so you still feel that way. Yeah. So how do you when that imposter creeps mm-hmm. up? What type of strategies do you like employ to like be like no? So I, I have to ask myself, and this is actually something recent popped up. This. Uh, this artist asked me to go on tour this fall, but I wouldn't be doing photos. I'd be doing strictly video. And I thought, I'm not a videographer. Like I can do video and I'm good at it, I guess, but like I'm a photographer. And I I kept thinking like, I'm not good enough for this job, but I have to ask myself the reverse question. Why did they come to me? Because they thought I'm good enough and Mm. they think that I'm worth this job. So I have to look at it from their point of view. Like, yeah, maybe I am then good. Dang, that's solid. Yeah, <laughs> that is some solid advice right there. I know. Man, that's why I'm like, why am I on this podcast? What, what, I'm exactly. not on this podcast, no. but they obviously think I might be. Hey, no, that was great. Exactly. Well, no, that's this is valuable stuff because I think all of us struggle with that from time to time, especially myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I make music and everything, and Austin is always pounding into me, like, dude, this is so great. Like, why don't you believe in yourself as much as you should, or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I'm, and but I'm always constantly comparing myself to other people, going like. I will never be as good as you know other people, but, uh, but maybe not, that's, that's not okay, true though, maybe and maybe that's, that's okay. okay you maybe know? you're only good enough for your own like happiness, and like can, you're content in that area. Yeah. Because like I'm like, well, I, yeah, I could be directing movies, but do I want to be? No. Maybe I'm not. Chill, I'm yeah. chilling. You're killing it right I'm now. I'm chilling right now. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> With the people that we've had on over the past couple of episodes, like I feel like one of the most consistent themes is like people just like they've accepted a lot of opportunities and they just like, you know, just networking and connecting with a lot of people is one of their most valuable uh, reasons for success over the years and everything. And um, I I just feel like saying yes to a lot of opportunities, even if you don't know what the outcome or the benefit is going to be at the time. I always tell people to say yes. Yeah. Always, always, always. And that's how I, that's how I got here. You, you shot your first BTS thing for free, right? For free. Why did you shoot it for free? Because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, we now did. I'm like, don't do anything for free. Yeah. I mean, we've done our fair share. We've right? done our fair we share. We've all done our fair share. <laughs> oh, it's a portfolio piece. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there for is, exposure. there is a time and place for that, but there's like, you got to look at the opportunity under like the, the, and I, I don't, I'm going to butcher this, but David Perry told us this one time. He's a, he's a producer for a local studio, but it was like um, the opportunity needs to be either monetarily beneficial, strictly you can do something just for the money. It needs to be a relationship building thing that you are choosing to do that for, or it needs to be uh, something that you know you're going to use as a portfolio piece to go get another client. You need to like make sure that if you're going to accept this, it has to be for one of those three reasons. If it's just because you're just like, well, I don't have any other opportunity. It's like, no, Yeah. but, but if, but if you're going to tactfully use that opportunity to then grow that, I can see a reason for it. And we use that for ourselves. We actually, I think when we started out, uh, doing stuff with Jake. I think we did stuff for way less than we should have. And then we, we ended up being able to shoot a music video for him, an official music video for him at one point. So, um, we've taken that line uh, kind of as well. So I'll tell you like my biggest yes girl story. 
Um, I had a friend who was shooting for Dustin Lynch and he asked me to help him on set and he was a friend and I was so tired that day and I was like, I don't even want to go, but like, he's my friend. So I'll, I'll say yes and I'll go and help him out. So I went, met a bunch of people on set. And then after that, they were like, okay, we want to go to Red Door for a beer. And I was like, I just want to go home, <laughs> Yeah. but fine. One beer. So I go, I meet Marin Morris's photographer at Red Door who followed me on Instagram and then six months later DM'd me to fly me out to Michigan um, to shoot Marin's show and Ryan Hurd's music video. And I'm not kidding, the minute Marin posted a photo that I took with my name on it, my emails, like that was probably the 360 moment of my oh, career. Wow. Whoa, like I awesome. got all these emails to go on tour, do all this stuff, and I was like, oh my like God. The, <laughs> like you're telling me that singular, like yes. one photo. Yes. You wow. guys, I'm not even kidding. And can you were, and you were exhausted see, to I even s- get there to even meet that person. Yeah, I didn't even want to go be there in the first place. And I'm like, I guess I'll just always go to Red Door for a beer. What's the <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I love thinking back into what was the singular moment. And it's like, you're tired, but what? I'm going to just count it up to you're a good friend. I think that's I'm why a freaking good yeah. friend. Yeah, that's <laughs> why you made that decision. At this point kind of where you 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 have this that would you call that Marin Morris moment one of the bigger like catalyst moments oh 100% okay. after that is when it really shot off all right so you start getting emails you start going like what what on earth okay so th- this is the real deal now like i have mm-hmm. to figure this out what are you doing? Like, are you, do you, do you have to I'm start an stopping. official, are you an official business? Are yeah. you just freelance or like, how? yeah, no, from there I was like, let's go. And I think I, I was still, I just still like had these random little clients here and there. Um, but I just went for it and I started to go on tour with Bailey Bryan on the Chris Lane tour. And then that led to going into tour with Walker Hayes. And then because I met Chris Lane on the Bailey tour, Chris had me out a few times um, and then that transitioned into Carly Pierce, which transi- transitioned partially. It was like Carly Pierce and Marin, like kind of off and on. And then now I might be going out with Lauren Daigle. Oh, man. So tell me about <laughs> this denim line then. Electric denim. Electric How denim. did this get started? Yeah. Okay. Electric denim happened because I found this really cool jacket at a thrift store and I was like, Oh, I f- actually know. I'm taking it back. I saw this really cool jacket on a website that was like $200. And I thought, I can literally paint that myself. So I went to a thrift store, found a cool jacket, painted it myself, posted about it. And then all of a sudden, everyone wanted to buy it. And I was like, no, it's my jacket. <laughs> like, this is mine. And then my friend asked me to paint a jacket for her friend's birthday. So I did that, posted about it. And then all of a sudden, everyone's like, DMing me for a jacket. And I'm like, <laughs> knowing me, like, I turn all my hobbies into a business accidentally my yeah. dad asked me if i have a hobby and i said no i literally don't he's like i see you skateboarding now the skateboard's for sale and then i see painting and now that's for sale and i'm like oh my gosh you're right um so yeah i started electric denim so it's um custom denim jackets that i paint and i basically like kind of was doing it as a joke like I, I don't know i didn't really think it'd be anything and then i made one for carly pierce and she posted about it and then I had 400 email subscribers. Oh my goodness. Oh my. Like, That's pretty uh, awesome. Now I really gotta go for this, so. Wow. Yeah. So tell me about that. So you make one for Carly Pierce because mm-hmm. you had been on tour. tour yeah. yeah. And she said, Rachel, I love those jackets, give me one. Yeah. You get. She posts about it. You had an email set up. Am I gonna send them an email? What are you gonna do? Okay, so, so I made a plan. Okay, perfect, so this my, is what I wanna hear about. Yeah, my plan was like, I'm gonna release 10 jackets. They're gonna be exclusive, one of a kind, never gonna remake them. 
and just see what happens. So I, I did 10 and I had a party, like a pop-up party for it. Nice. And I sold out of my jacket. That's and amazing. these aren't, these aren't $20 jackets. No, they're like 300, 300, but Sweet. that's still not even, I know I should do more, but I'm, if really, you, I'm like, if you're, you see that you could do limited, limited edition. That's insecurity. <laughs> like, I think you could have done $1,500 and done 10. I know. I know. All right. So, so you, you do that once. Yes. Are, are you still doing this or what, yeah, what happens I've after that? Kind of taking a break right now, but I still do it. I've released, um, four different line launches. So each have 10 each. Okay. Ten line or ten jackets each per launch, and um, yeah, and then I started doing like hoodies, and I remember it was like I could only get like thirty, or they were telling me like, okay, you can do thirty hoodies, seventy-five hoodies, or like a hundred and something hoodies, like for um, uh, what's it called, wholesale, whatever, right, right. bulk or bulk, bulk order. order. Yeah. And I thought, okay, well, no one's gonna buy seven, like I can't sell seventy-five, so I did. I did 30, and then I had to order four more rounds of that. Wow. Dang. Yeah, because everyone wanted them. Because exactly, <laughs> yeah. So were yeah. you? So at this point, I assume, like, you know, to me, I'm going, okay, that, that's a lot of work to put into one jacket, and you're releasing 10. I'm like, did you ever think about, like, you know, having them printed with your designs? Yeah, but like, that's not cool. Okay, so you stayed, gotta, you stayed authentic to painting. Yeah. So you painted how many hoodies? Oh, the hoodies were just my logo. Okay, all right. I just... Oh, no, I'm not paying any hoodies. But it all also goes back to um, my first art show. So I started drawing, and I made this skull, like a geometric skull, like a cow skull. And I put it on my door in my apartment, and I thought, okay, I'm going to use this for something, but I don't know yet. And then a year later, this I had this art show. And the art show was I had to sell 25 tickets or else I had to pay the, the difference if I didn't sell 25. And I was telling my friend Colin that, that is impossible. No one's going to, the tickets were $25 each. I'm like, no one's going to pay $25 to come see my art. And I sold the most out of everybody. <laughs> Where's this art show? It was, uh, it was called raw art. It was at city winery and it was called like raw artist. It was really cool. It wasn't just me. It was like a bunch of artists. Right. And it was honestly really awesome. But I sold over 75 tickets <laughs> and I had the skull print in my show and Marin Morris, before I worked with her, her manager was there, saw the skull and asked to buy the rights and put it on Marin's merch. Whoa. Whoa. And did they? Yeah. What? That is super cool. I was love that? the fact that you, That was the best moment of my whole career. I, I yeah. love the fact that you just continue to just like, I'm not good enough for this. But you still say yes anyways, and you move forward, and it's like some of the most... It's like there's uncertainty in front of you, but instead of like letting fear overcome you, you just kind of like step out there in a leap of faith and just like, yeah. all right, I'm going to try. Yeah. And then look what happens from that. I know. That's crazy. Some of the most unexpected things. And it's like, oh man, yeah. that was a pinnacle moment. Yeah. And I if I would have said no. I know. And she posted, but I've never cried over any success I've ever had. And I cried in that moment. Like when she posted it and was like, new design by RKD. And I was like, wow. wow. How yeah. did you feel? I cried. <laughs> is there a reason that kitchen. this one over anything else yeah. as a success was, was more? I think it's just because I, I was like, I remember looking at that on my door in my apartment three years ago. And now it's being sold all over the world, like on little girls wearing T-shirts with my design on it. Like, that's so that's that's wild. crazy. Yeah, I think it's just really cool. So why? And I, and I know you've expressed sometimes you don't know why, but. What like what do you think is the biggest reason why like when you need to sell tickets, 
they sell or they you know you need to you need to sell denim jackets they sell or hoodies they sell like is it the fact that you've built this instagram following is it the fact that like where is where do these people come from when you're like hey i think i did this and everyone's like give me one (laughs) (laughs) um uh, that's hard it's like talk complimenting yourself is hard well please do it on this this, this i think that i've worked very hard to prove myself um, to be a genuine person in Nashville, there's a lot of people who aren't genuine and kind of make friends with people wanting something out of it. Mm. And I've always told people, like, you have to say yes, you have to be genuine, and you have to make true friendships without expecting anything from anybody. Um, I think that's very, very, very important. So I also think that Nashville's a really good community where they want to support small artists and, like, local artists. I think that's we're really lucky to live in a city like that. Um, so... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, no. So, so that actually meant like that. That spoke a lot to me. Um, the idea of there's so much, especially in Nashville and all these places. It's like you got to get out there and network. You need to go find somebody that you can use to kind of boost yeah. your career, leverage whatever. You up. Leverage. Yeah. And I'll go ahead and go back to what Spencer said. So you know Spencer Combs. Yeah. So he was on here, and one of the strategies that he said he realized at one point, and he's worked with the biggest artists, right? Yeah. I was on tour with him with Russell. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. And and he's yeah he's done you know a lot of different things, but he said you know I realized at one point. You just got to step down so that I could step up. It was good. It was good. It's a good moment. Hit for him to step down so that he could step up. Yeah, he was in like this pinnacle moment of like he's got this company going this direction and he's got this other thing that he's got going over here. And it's like both of them are really amazing. And then it was like, no, like at that moment it was like I knew that I needed to step down. So that I could step up in this other opportunity. And and he also used it in the in the context of like realizing like everyone is equal but like i'm here I, like i'm just going to be here to serve you people i'm not going to like not trying to utilize uh, I, this was the this was the moment cuz he he said it on the podcast somebody had posted a photo of his or something and he was thinking like oh man i, I wish i was tagged in that and he like texted him like hey could you t-? and then he's like what am i doing like Ooh, he's like, I hate when people don't tag me. Yeah, I know, right? And he, I would tag them right we, away. We, we all have. We've all been there. We've done the same thing. Man, yeah. why didn't they tag me? All this stuff. And he's like, but he's like, why? Why did I? What was it in me that like needed that? Well, and I think as a freelancer, though, you do need stuff like that. You do need it. Okay, finish the story because I need to learn. He, I believe he was basically like, man, it, it wasn't the idea that that. No, we all need that help. But for him, it was like uh, the reason he did it was just kind of he felt was like for just so like it was almost a vanity reason. Uh, yeah, a vanity Instead of reason. it being for a, you know a reason of I don't like know, creating I, to create because you're passionate about yeah. it rather than yeah. He ba- his he, motive switched. His motive switched, and so for him, it was more of a gut check for him. Not it wasn't yeah. about like the business. And or he had been doing it for you know plenty of times before that. He just got to that point where he's like, okay, that shift needs to happen. Yeah, and so he kind of made made that you know, recheck of himself and kind of, and, and, and this is all going back to just building these genuine relationships with people and not like expecting something out of somebody and how that breeds just everything you wanted in the first place, right? Mm -hmm. Is people when they realize everything you didn't even know you wanted, but when you got it, it was just like, Oh my God. Got it. It's well, it's so much sweeter when it's a much more real connection than it is like, Hey, Thanks, you know, for doing this for me because I, you know, 
have been trying to get you to do this for me for a long time. Yeah. It's way, it's way sweeter when you build that actual, you know, relationship. And that's, that's what boosts you is because they're probably hiring you just as much because you're a good person as you are an artist. Yeah, more than anything, I would say. I mean, like, yeah. I think making these connections with these, these people and seeing them on like eye to eye and just being a good friend and being there for those people, like they want to be treated, you know, the same way that they treat you and everything. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like you've made some amazing opportunities out of like just building strong connections with people that are in power, like, um, you know, Marin. Yeah. And other people like that. And that's just, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Thanks for listening to the Three Cheese Podcast. If you're enjoying this content, then please subscribe, rate, and review. This episode was sponsored by our company, Mac and Cheese Media, a video company that creates scroll-stopping videos that drive results for your business. If you're a business owner that wants to accomplish your goals through video, then visit our website at macandcheesemedia.com. Now back to the podcast. It sounds like you almost have a heart for helping other people who are trying to do similar things. Is that accurate? Oh, yeah. I'm constantly, well, because I wouldn't be here if people didn't help me. Right. So tell me about kind of that. Where, like, yeah, because you say, I always say, and it sounds like you get asked to maybe get coffee a bunch or something. All the time. Okay. Coffee all the time. And I used to take them. I don't anymore. Right. I'm like, nope, just call me. Yeah. Yeah. Zoom call. So that's actually an interesting thing because. Like, it's awesome to say yes to, like, as many opportunities as you can, but are there points where you go, like, I also need to value my own time yes, and my own sanity and mental health that is as opposed to, like, just, like, every person that reaches out to me, I have to get yeah. <laughs> coffee with them. Yeah, I mean, how many times did I run into you guys at Edge Hill Coffee? Yeah. Like, I ran into you guys, like, so many times because right. I was always in coffee meetings. Um, yeah, so I would always be that person that would reach out to, co- to grab coffee. I'd always pay for their coffee, you know, spend time with me, whatever that's amazing. And then now I've run into a lot of people who ask me to get coffee and they don't pay for my coffee. Oh. What the heck? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to coffee anymore. You guys aren't paying for me. Dang it. <laughs> Dang it. No, you said, you said that you struggled. Uh, you were just saying that you struggled. Yeah, I struggle really hard with saying no. Okay. So, so talk about that. Another thing that I say is the power of saying no is just as powerful, if not more, than saying yes. 100%. And you have to know the difference. And I'm still learning that, I'm really learning that. It's really difficult for me to say no because I want to say yes to everything because it's my job, it's my brand, it's who I am. And saying no to a client, I, I freak out and I'm like, oh, no, if I say no, then they're never going to hire me again. They, they will. They will. And, like, they almost respect you more saying no because it's like I don't want to – have to do anything, any job, like I need time to make this job something awesome. But if I just schedule three people in one day to get everyone in, to most likely that job is going to be at a 75%. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, I, exactly. I wouldn't 100% resonate with that in the, in the fact that I've been <laughs> having to learn how to say no because I, I wasn't really good at it. And, and I think for me, it was almost like, this badge of honor to just work really hard for people and to help people and like to be there for people and to support them. Yeah. Um, and I, I saying no to me was almost like I was letting you down. Yeah. And, I, and it's I like, we like, haven't exactly. even done anything know, yet. It's like, God. they hate me. Right. So, I mean, no, I, I definitely, I agree hundred percent that, you know, saying no is way more powerful because I say no, maybe 90 more times than I would say yes. But when I give them that, yes, I am 100% able to show yeah. up a hundred percent instead of being there 10% because I did all these other things that day before. And it's like, okay, well I made this commitment now to set to show up and it's like, yeah. they get the short end of the stick. 
But You're this right. way, by saying no all these times, then when I do say yes, my yes was intentional. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to go to that with a very, like, full version of myself, not yeah. regretting anything. Yeah, I agree. I think it's so powerful. Also, I feel like we skipped over the whole, like, thing when you said if I help people. I, I do help. I do. I'm like, I don't go on coffee dates with right. anybody. But, no, I do. I have an intern, and um, she ends in, like, a month. So I'll probably have another one just to like take them on set and like teach them everything that and give them connections. But all I do what I'm able to do that people did for me, but it's up to them to make those connections from there. Wow. Because I feel like on sets, like I would talk to everybody and like not in a s- sneaky way, just like, right. Just like genuinely myself. connecting genuine connect. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's hard to do without looking like a snake sometimes. Yeah, do, yeah that's actually good. There's been people on my set that's been like going up to Warner Music people and being like, hey, mm. uh, coffee tomorrow? And then now they have all my jobs. It's fine, whatever. <laughs> no, that is an interesting gray area to kind of teeter on because there's sometimes where it's like, gosh, I have genuine reasons for this, but now I'm like thinking like, what are they going to think when I text, hey, hey yeah. do you want to, whatever. And so that is, that's always tough, it's right? Tough, yeah. How do you, and sometimes you do have to just be like, nope, I'm going to let this happen naturally. Yeah. Even if I want to reach out and say, hey, do you have any photography work? Whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but I, so you talked about the power of saying no. We were just watching a podcast where we just talked about the exact same thing and how it's possibly the most powerful thing. Um, to be able to decide between no no's and yeses. But I'm curious where your thoughts are because we in the past have realized that we have spread ourselves far too thin before mm-hmm. because we said yes to too many things. Where, where have you found, because you get emails all the time, come on tour with me, make me a denim jacket, come skateboarding, come in a hot party bus with us right yes i will be there yeah (laughs) where do you like how do you decide whether or not this thing is something you're going to say yes to or no to and then what do you do when you have to say no to somebody how do you handle it well like i said i still struggle with this so currently i'm already spreading myself too thin for the next month so i need to like go back and figure that out but um i try to say yes to people who i've worked with before and because I always want to keep that relationship. Um, and then I look at projects that come to me. And if I feel that it's like hard because I, I want to work with everybody, but I have to remind myself I can't. There's not 10 of me running yeah. around. It might seem like that. There's not. And I have to pick and choose who I work with. And if someone comes with me to a project, it's also like I might not be the right person for every project either. They might think I am too, but I'm not. And so I have to really like dive deep in a project and decide right there. Like, is this something I'm going to do for the money or am I doing this because I'm passionate about this opportunity? And it takes a minute for me to look back like, okay, you know, money will always flow but you need to focus on like, is this something that's for you or not for you? Yeah. So you're more interested in, so your, your nose are more rooted in your passion. Yeah. It's it's like, like, look, I'm not really, the money's not really doing it for me, but I would do this because I'm passionate. Or if it's like, that doesn't really, that doesn't align with me and what I'm, what I'm wanting to do, what I aspire to do. So Mm -hmm. you're like, I can't do that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that like gives me anxiety. Even think about it. So, what do you what do you do when you when you have to when you're confronted with that when you have to say no? Like, how do you handle that? 
send a quick email and then run. I was, I, no, I was going to say like like just like off the top of your head. I'm a I'm a Belmont student. Rachel, I would love to get coffee with you tomorrow. I don't know if I can pay for it. Are you? What do you say to that? I respect you so much. I respect you so much in the work that you've done. I look up to you so much. Can you get coffee tomorrow? What are your um, like? What are your words? Because be I struggle with you, bad with this. I would say, hey, I'd love to grab coffee. I'd love to get to know you. But right now, I'm really busy. So if you want, you can send me any questions that you have in an email, and I'll respond as soon as I can. Yeah, that's that's good. awesome. That's a good take. And you do like respond it. in and an email. I do. Okay. I always respond in email. Emails, awesome. I love. Phone calls, mm, mm, maybe. But in person, <laughs> yeah. no chance. So there you go. And yes, I am single because I don't have a time for a boyfriend. <laughs> nice. <laughs> or to go on dates. So you were just talking about, you know, saying no and stuff. And what we've realized is how much of like a commodity our creative space is as mm-hmm. a creative. Like how it like literally it feels like there's just a bar in my head that's literally like if I'm if I'm doing something that's not aligned with my talents and my passions and my creativity, it's like just draining. And then yeah. there's things you can do that's literally filling them up while you're working. Yes. Um, would you? Well, let me ask you this: Would you relate to that in yes. any way? Oh yeah. Well, the things that fill me up, honestly, my most favorite things is collaborating with other people. Mm-hmm. So one time I set up this Halloween shoot at my house, and I had like three models, and it was me and this photographer and this uh, this makeup artist, and we all just did it for free, and it was so much fun and no no one knew each other and it was like so cool to see everyone connect together and we're just doing things for fun and because we're passionate about it in that type of situation i'm like learning and i'm feeling my i'm like feeling fulfilled and it's all for free and it's just because i'm passionate about that so i would say that like almost sparks your creativity back almost this is why i do it i almost started a club i started a paddleboard club Really? Yeah. A paddleboard club? Anyways. That's dope. Fun. So yeah, we've talked you. about a lot of different things, <laughs> you know, a lot of different successes and stuff. Um, through all of these things, is there like any failure that kind of like sticks out to you that just, you know, really is almost either gut-wrenching or it was just really hard or it was if a failure that, you know, potentially led to a success? Like, mm-hmm. do you have any moments like that? A failure that led to a success. Interesting. Um, okay. Well, I have been fired another time. (laughs) I've been on tour with this one artist, but it wasn't, I don't even know if I'd count that as a failure because that was like a really weird situation and I was miserable in the situation and that led me to go more on tour with Marin. I think honestly, so I'm not touring with Carly Pierce anymore this, this year and that wasn't. Like it wasn't, it was never like a conversation that we had about if I was going to go on or not. But to me, I'm like, well, obviously she didn't want me back. And then, you know, that gives me insecurities of like, why? Then Lauren Daigle asked me to go on tour. So, you know, it's like when one door closes, another one opens. Exactly. And yes. another, like Lauren Daigle is a whole nother genre. And I don't know anyone in that world. Yeah. So while I'm sitting here like, okay, well maybe like, I'm not going to go on tour this summer because I'm totally doing fine without going on tour i don't need to go on tour and and then i kept getting in the headspace like yeah maybe i don't want to go on tour maybe it's my decision and like (laughs) you know obviously like hurts to like not be asked to go on tour and like so i don't know that kind of made me like second guess a lot of things like am i good then am i good at tour photography like why didn't she ask me back why is i mean i'm going out with marin too but like I don't know. I would think like, why isn't the chain smokers asking me to go on tour? Like what the heck? So, and so, yeah, I just have to remember like everything happens for a reason, 
you know, whether that is a failure or a success or whatever it is, everything happens for a reason and it will always lead you into the direction that you're meant to go in. Yeah. So when you, when you get, when those things take you down, you kind of find yourself, you pick yourself back up by going like, that's fine. I'm killing it in every yeah. other area. Well, I look going at it like, yeah. I have been on tour in over a year and I just bought a house two months ago. So congrats. Thank you. Yeah, that's I'm awesome. Cry every other day because of that. It was a whole nother struggle yeah. in itself. Um, oh, thanks. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, I think that it's more of like being hurt, just an ego thing. It's like, yeah. why didn't she ask For me sure. so that I could tell her no, you know? Yeah. But then I'm sure once she asked me, I probably would have said yes. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you, I mean, you mostly work by yourself, right? Besides yeah. when you're collaborating with other people, but um when you, I don't know, when you mentally are stressed and everything, who do you go for or who do you talk to for outlets? Because on a daily basis, we struggle with our own personal things and just as a business, but we have each other all the time. So like as a single, like a single person, yeah. who do you, like, who's your person or what is your, like um, your, your go-to, for, what's your outlet? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think I have one. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm just like the type of person that I don't like to like talk about things like that with my friends because I feel like I'm burdening, burdening them. Um, so when I am like stressed and I am like emotionally drained, um, I try to just do things for myself alone. And if that's like yoga, you know, things like that, like I just try to like start a routine and like, just it's, I think that's just like this independent side of me. That's like, I don't need anybody. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, therapy's nice. (laughs) Therapy's nice nice. to go to, you know, occasionally. I am curious though. We've we've like had some of these moments where we've, whether it's been a, a a monetary lull, whether it's been the psychological of wait, why didn't that client call us back? Like what what's wrong with us? Like we've had these moments take us either personally or honestly as a collective whole into like a pretty dark spot, like a kind of a, a depression. Yeah, we, or, we totally relate to that. Like, yeah. what is wrong with us? Why did they not? Yeah. Like, is it so, like, what did we do wrong? But well, that happens all the time too. Right. Yeah. And we like, so we like to share with people or at least, at least confirm that like, they're not alone when you're killing it on tour with Marin Morris and you're selling denim jackets to Carly Pierce and you're going out with Billie Eilish, that there's also these times that you're alone in your house and you're just like sad and yeah. that's okay. And, oh, is, and I'm time. not going to speak I'm for you. I'm sad all yeah. the time. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, Cause I you get, yeah. we, I feel like we need to almost normalize this. And I feel like there's been way more, uh, movements of people talking about mental, you know, uh, awareness and things like yeah. that. But I mean, at the end of the day, like I think we as humans try to project the best image of ourselves and we don't want people to Especially see this Especially on stuff. social media. Right, 100%. Yeah. So many people tell me, they're like, oh, you're living the dream life. Like on Instagram, you're doing this and this and this. And I'm like, oh, well, you actually wouldn't know that like, you know, I was in the hospital for four days straight or I was doing, or I had a mental breakdown yesterday and like all these other things that like yeah. we as humans go through every day. Like, I mean, it's hard to, you know, I always remind myself, you can't compare yourself to someone's life on social yeah. media because you know, obviously that's never, never no, yeah, the we, case. You always paint these pictures where it's like, man, they are just killing it. Yeah. Like everything is going perfectly. Yeah. When in reality, we like, you know, as entrepreneurs and just business owners and self-employed, you are, there's just always up and down. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do you find that center when things, when things don't go well with business? Mm-hmm. How do you not let that dictate your mental health? Because, you know, especially myself, and all of us, we just like when things aren't going well, it's so hard not to feel it. It's so hard not like, to feel it. But like how many times is that going to happen in our career? 
all the, all the time, <laughs> yeah. thousands of times. And how many times has it already happened? And now look where you are. You know, it's, so it's like, yeah, she didn't ask me to go on tour, but someone with 2 million followers asked me to go on tour, <laughs> you know, or like little things like that. Or like, I'll be sitting like at my desk, like, ah, like my music video treatment again, didn't get chosen. And then I look in front of me and I have these three framed awards and I won for best photographer in the Nashville scene magazine three years in a row. Wow. And I literally stare at that and I'm like, all right, get it, get it together. <laughs> get it together. Get it together. Get it together. Rachel. Let's go. Yeah. Like, if you don't want me cool, I'll go freaking kill it yeah. in my art project today. You float in between all of these different things. And I feel like, when you kind of like fall down in one area, you almost like jump over to this other one to kind of fill you back up creatively. Yes. And it's like, I don't even care about photography right now. I'm going to go do this art project. I'm going to paint you, a skateboard. You literally get into that. And it's like, I'll figure this out later. So you yeah. almost detach from it. And it's like, this is what's important. Yeah. I That's, always, I always do that. I kind of realized that recently too. Like during the pandemic, I was like, oh, well, photos aren't things. So I'm going to tie dye hoodies. <laughs> did you guys ever see that? I tied dyed like I did, yeah. two months rent awesome. of hoodies. It's like you basically never want to do that again. You basically just you're like the one of the only people I know that can do like what everyone had in like eighth grade. It's like their art project, but make it like a l tangible, like legitimate business. Like make it look cool. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Make it look cool. I never could make mine look cool. What would you say are the proudest moments that you've had? I know you mentioned the Marin Morris mm, licensing. It would, yeah, it would it would be that the merch that I got on, it would also be the um, winning that award three years in a row for best photographer. Right. I think that was really important and special to me because people had to vote for me. Mm. So it was like a reader's poll. Um, so that means people actually voted for me. Sweet. <laughs> what I also want to like talk about is like, stop lowering these accomplishments in your life. You know, sometimes like we, we have like amazing accomplishments and then you're like, Oh, it's nothing. Cause you mm -hmm. feel uncomfortable talking about it and like telling yeah. people. And then, and then it just becomes another moment. Yeah. And now yeah. I'm like, I can't remember all my moments. So We've been true. talking about that today. Austin's really good at going and he, he actually encourages a lot of people to do this. So he's like, you know, stop. Be excited. And look back at what you did yeah yeah celebrate like, yeah like, celebrate don't worry celebrate. about what's up here right now like let's look back for a second yeah, yeah. you said earlier you were you were like you did that mural for eight hours and then you stepped back and you, and you looked at the whole thing and you go wow yeah this is awesome like it's so often you get stuck in the daily grind and everything and you might be doing something monotonous that you really don't want to be doing but if you step back and look at everything you've built mm -hmm. it's like wow i've yeah. created something awesome it's I so true and it's so hard to do that it's so hard to be excited for yourself so like i remember like when i got the marin gig i freaked out i called my mom and then i was like yeah to all my friends I was like, yeah i'm Mar yeah. marin asked me <laughs> yeah, exactly. whatever. And i'm like oh my gosh and then when you don't get excited about those little things what are you doing it you, for yeah and then also like you forget to get excited so the next thing that happens you don't get excited because you're like yeah. yeah it almost becomes a number at that point and yeah. you almost Which become sucks. jaded and yeah it, well, it, it not only not sucks what I've realized is that if I'm not going to enjoy this journey, then what on earth am I doing it for? <laughs> yes. Because not everybody is going to go to Red Door, get the beer, and get the Mayor Morris gig. I, they're going to so go to Red Door, get the beer, and then go and then go home, and then <laughs> never get, get a call. Maybe get a number. Right, maybe yeah, get a number. Yeah. And even ours, like we, there's a lot of times where you're not getting, getting the call. But if you can enjoy the journey of what you're doing, and then the times where you do get that, like really celebrate really it. Really celebrate it, yeah. yeah. Then, then whether or not that thing that you've wanted to get happens, you're still like, 
having positive experiences along the way and reflecting and having gratitude and all these things that help you enjoy your day-to-day life. Because if you set this high lofty goal and just sit there and go, well, I'll be happy when I make it there. That's going to be a sad there. life. And then you get there and you're like, eh. Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. But, that, but that gratefulness <laughs> and that, that uh, celebration opens you up for new opportunities. I, I truly believe that. I, I feel like, you know, in your moment of, you know, doubt, your moments of uncertainty, and it's like, okay, like, I just, I don't know what's next. And it's like, I'm going to look back at all this stuff. It's like, okay, like, no, I can do this. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to just, I'm going to just say yes to some things. I'm going to change, I'm going to evaluate, and I'm going to move forward. And it's like, it definitely sounds like you've had a few moments like that, but, uh, you know, that those are very pivotal and important moments. Yeah, I agree. So, You've done all this amazing stuff um, and are continuing to do it. What is success for you? Like when three to five years, whatever, like what, when you're thinking about like success or what I want to, what is it for you? So it's, it's funny that you bring this up because I've had a lot of conversations on what does success mean to you? And I have realized that success to me has actually nothing to do with my job and it has everything to do with my happiness, who I surround myself with, the relationships and friendships that I make in this lifetime. Yeah, it's a wow. great answer. So, all right, yeah, it's very Mic true. drop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's honestly truth. And um, but if you're asking me where I see myself in five years, um, I am hoping to become, which I'm already like in the talks of doing it now a creative director for smaller artists. I feel like artists who are with labels, like they're not getting the attention that they need. And there's a lot of managers who are also faking it till they make it. And there's so many times people come to me and they're like, Hey, can you make a logo for this artist? And I have to say no, because I'm like, I have never met this artist. Don't know who they are. Don't know anything about them. And you're asking me to brand them essentially. Like, no, like that's the, the gap that people are missing. Like, in order to create a brand and to really give the attention that an artist needs is to do that whole genuine thing. Like you've right. got to get to know them mm. and feel them out and see what, cause the a brand of an artist is just who they are already. I just help bring that out. I love that you are so intentional and thoughtful behind that because it feels like a lot of that industry is so just like, cookie cutter factory yeah. get him in see if he works see if he streams and then move him on move him on yeah, yeah. and and that like intentionality is what's going to make an artist successful mm-hmm. because the fans feel that authenticity too yeah when I they agree. go to the merch and they don't just see your freaking block text <laughs> and your like weird big <laughs> face on there yeah. yeah you know they see a cool well designed that actually fits what the passion of the artist is yeah, yeah. i agree like that translates all the way through yeah yeah. So you're still doing design. Uh, I guess I didn't catch that. So you, because I, I went, I went to uh, school for design. Oh, you did. Uh, back in '05, and I have now ended up in video, and it's like I don't get to do it a lot, but when I do it, there's moments that I enjoy it, and then there's moments where I'm like, I this is just not me anymore. Yeah, so yeah. It's like I actually hate graphic design. <laughs> yeah, no, I, get I actually it. hate it. Love it. Uh, love hate it. Love hate yeah. it. I mean, you you can only make so many pamphlets. um no i do i do like uh like album cover design for artists things like that and i'll do merch design you know if i'm passionate and feeling it but um it takes like a lot for me to consider doing that yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Um, is there anything that's made it maybe harder for you or certain loopholes you've had to go through being like a female in the industry? And 100%. Leading? Yeah. yeah. Can you speak on any of those? Or, yeah. Or incur- As a tour photographer, there's very few females that do that. There's, it's actually picking up more now, but there has been a lot of times where I haven't been able to get a job on tour because the guy is a male artist and it's always like the wife doesn't want the girl on the tour bus or he just wants an all male tour bus and things like that. And that's been really frustrating because I'm like, just do my job like I love doing this like let me just on your freaking bus um but um yeah so that's been a struggle and just like proving myself in the industry I feel like it's dominated like with what I do it's dominated by guys but now I'm the director hiring all the guys (laughs) who have to do what I say yeah so that's nice but I feel like yeah you got to be very careful it's a very thin line so I always say like I'll never like hook up or date anybody on tour because I want to set the bar high, the expectations high for females on tour so that there's more opportunity for females to go on tour. Right. There's yeah. always that other like, you know, rumor, like if a girl's on tour, they're going to do whatever, which is ridiculous. Yeah. So this creative director, is it, what, what, what do you mean? Are you going to create a company? Are you working for another company? I want to create a company and I want to hire people that do what I do. So now. it's almost like you're not only like, as a female uh, photographer on tour, like, you know, setting a, a high standard, you're now going in at a completely different level, creating this creative director position where you're actually then putting out these other people. So you're like, you're stepping the standard up even more so. It's like, that's awesome. Yeah. I got to run this, run this place. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, Rich? Uh, yeah, what was that? No, no run this thing. Run that's run awesome. Thing. Well, we obviously, you know, totally respect you and you are the first female that's been on our podcast but you're not the only not not the only we're gonna have so uh we we super thankful that you decided to come on here uh okay this is the last question and then we'll talk and then you can leave but what would you tell others who have kind of wanted to start a creative business Mm -hmm. but haven't been able to leave the pamphlets and cookie job or leave the job uh, that they have that consistent income for because it might not provide rent. What would you tell these people who have that passion, who have that drive, have that artistic flair, but like haven't been able to take that risk? Do it. Just do it. (laughs) Do it. Just just do do it. it. Just do it. Just do it. Why not? I don't know. I would honestly, I would say, I mean, you could sit there and be comfortable at your job, make your money. I mean, anyone can do that. I don't know. I'm just like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you try? At least try. I don't know. So they might say, but what But what if I try and then I don't get any jobs? But what if anything? Like, what? yeah, what if? Let's not live. Uh, my kids love this, but I'm like, son, we don't live in the land of what if. Yeah, no. <laughs> and I always get the it. eye rolls like, mm, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I would say, what if you die tomorrow? Oh, yeah. yeah. What, if? what if you die? Yeah. What if you die tomorrow? I promise tomorrow. No, that's, that. a good, that's a good yeah. point. I think like a closing thing for anyone who wants to do this, and I mentioned this earlier, is say yes and be genuine and always make the most friend. Be the, be genuine. Be oh my gosh, be a friendly human, and never expect anything from anybody. Um, but just go for it because again, you only have one life to live, so might as well do it the way you want to do it. I think the uh, the people used to say YOLO. YOLO. That's you, what I, I think you guys used to say that a lot. We, you only YOLO once. So, what, yeah. what do you mean we I used to guys, say? I feel like you guys like started that. <laughs> we start, oh, You're right. Yeah, we did actually start YOLO. I think you're right. Actually, if I think back on the journey. Yeah, and we, OMG and LOL. Okay, that's what I so. thought when I like 
agreed to go on a hot tub party bus. Yes. <laughs> and for the <laughs> for that the, for the people who keep wondering what this means, Don't basically <laughs> Austin and Colin did a which is our personality brand, did a review of the first hot tub party bus that runs down Broadway on the weekends and we got in it and Rachel And we got in it first before anyone before else Before anyone else, right. else got polluted the tub. Make sure that's <laughs> we were the first people on that tub. First people. Well, um, we like to kind of do a few closing remarks um, and I just want to say number one, thank you for coming thank and you. thank you for honoring us by being on here because you said you say no a lot, but you didn't say no to this. Nope. I didn't. So <laughs> I, I, I didn't. don't I, I don't so, know what that means, yeah. but I think it, I'm going to take it as this is somewhat valuable to somebody. Um, secondarily, um, just thanks for you know inspiring us that you can be your genuine creative artistic self and go make a living doing it yeah. you don't have cool. yeah you don't have to you know be like well how do i fit completely into this box and then maybe i can make a business you can be your true artistic self and find a way to make enough to survive yeah um and then lastly uh i think that's awesome that you have said uh, I'm not going to look at like how people might look at me different because I'm a female or how like maybe I don't get hired for this job because it, it's typically a male. I'm going to not only like not let that bother me, I'm going to keep pushing forward, but I'm going to like set a standard so I can provide opportunity for other people. I love how you are looking mm. down to other people and say, hey, how can I be a genuine friend and a awesome person so that I can open that door for more people, whether it be a creative person or a female or whatever it may be. So yeah. thank you for cool. doing that. Yeah. I love, um, I just admire your creativity and your passion for creating as a passion first and not for the money. It seems like I think a lot of your opportunities have been like, I'm going to try painting on jackets and that turned into a business. Like it wasn't like, how can I make money selling yeah. jackets, or whatever you like made it. And you did it for yourself, like just to create, because as creators and creatives, like that fills you up so much. So it's like, I'm just going to go create and see what happens. Um, and I think that's awesome. And uh, you're killing it right now. Um, keep going. Keep moving. Don't stop creating. And don't stop believing. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Don't stop believing. Yeah. yeah and, I'll, and I'll end with this is you're 26 years old. You, I mean, I'm almost 11 years older than you and I'm sitting here and I'm going, dang, man. <laughs> you're doing it and, and uh, honestly it's because of the the authenticity of who you are you know um and man that is, is it's hard to find sometimes and uh i just want to encourage you man just keep on keep on doing what you're doing because you are blazing a trail and it's man it's super beautiful to look at um it's inspiring and uh and you're doing some really cool stuff thank you i appreciate that we're proud of you. Thanks for being on the Three Cheese Podcast. Thanks and for having me, guys. Hopefully yeah. this isn't Go the last the time. Tub. Hey, yeah. and if you ever need uh, some video, guys, on your creative directed shoot. <laughs> you Always. Hey, we'll do that. We'll do it for fun. Like, I mean, well, hopefully. hopefully you. Yeah, okay, you'll pay, pay us. You. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. No, but seriously, let's work on a project together. Yeah. Let's figure out okay. one that makes sense, and let's go. Okay. Let's have some fun. Let's do it. Thanks so much for listening to the Three Cheese Podcast. We hope you really enjoyed this episode. Please rate, review, and subscribe on whichever platform you use to get your podcasts. If you have any thoughts or feedback, shoot an email to podcast at macandcheesemedia.com. That's macandcheesemedia.com. 
Find us on social at Three Cheese Podcast. We hope you have a fantastic day, and we will see you next time.